The first time is Chirp Radio's live lit and music series, recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First City. She's a comedian. Abby Muldoon, everybody. I should have known something was off. I've never been steered wrong by Weird Al. If you spend maybe, I don't know, five minutes with me, you'll come to learn that I am the biggest Weird Al fan on the planet. The first time I heard his music as a kid, my prebubescent mind couldn't handle it. So you're telling me this guy with that big luscious afro and those big old glasses pays his rent by making up funny words to popular songs. A mother may I. (laughs) And for the last 20 years, I've stayed a faithful, close personal friend of Al, which is the official title of his fan base. In fact, a couple of years ago, I did a show at Second City where the entire bit was that I fielded questions from the audience about Weird Al. Uh, If you think I don't know what his favorite breed of dog is, you'd be wrong. (laughs) A lot of my friends think it's appropriate I love such a wholesome musician. Uh, Don't let the shaved head fool you. I'm a fairly wholesome person. I was a good kid growing up. I was raised Catholic, which was very important to my mom. She's always been a joyous follower of Jesus her whole life. Well, as joyous as someone with Irish Catholic kilt can be. But the thing is, my mom's not a regular Catholic mom. She's a cool Catholic mom. (laughs) She curses like a sailor every year on our school registration forms when it asked if any second languages were spoken in the home, she'd write in profanity. (laughs) My mom would rather hear you say fuck than call someone stupid. Use your words to lift people up, she'd say. True story, uh, my mom was fired as the seventh grade catechism teacher because the nun found out she was tying in plot points from South Park (laughs) to get the kids to relate to scripture. Jesus works in mysterious ways. You see, my mom was a single parent raising two kids. She connected through Jesus, not through the fire and brimstone of a condemning God, but as the champion of the marginalized. To me, it's no surprise that she is a bleeding heart liberal. Growing up, I was taught you cannot be Christian and not support helping people. She'd go as far to say as you cannot be Christian and be a Republican. I didn't realize how rare of an upbringing that was until I started college in the fall of 2008 at Florida State University. Although being Catholic was a big part of my childhood, it didn't connect with me on a deeper spiritual level. So like most plucky 18-year-olds, I felt it was high time I found myself, and that included finding my faith as well. Within the first few weeks of school, one of my high school friends who also matriculated to FSU, a boy that I had a huge crush on, invited me to a campus ministry meeting. Um, Think Christian youth group, but everyone there is old enough to be the youth pastor. In truth, I wasn't thrilled about going to GASP, a Protestant event. (laughs) But keeping in mind the aforementioned crush, I said sure. I remember the first time going, walking into what typically served as a lecture hall during the week, now a pseudo church service on a Sunday evening, with about 50 bustling college kids scattered around. In the sea of faces, I could see there were some kids saying hello, a few folks holding hands and praying, several groups laughing as they listened to their friends' hijinks. As soon as a few of them saw our first time faces, they immediately came over and struck up a conversation. And I have to say, they were normal. (laughs) Dare I say fun? 
as the campus pastor got up to speak, the crowd quieted and we found our seats. Now, I can't remember what he spoke about specifically. I'm sure the sermon started off with a relatable and just funny enough anecdote spoken over soft acoustic guitar. Hey, everyone. How's your heart? I know mine's a bit roughed up after that Bama game, you know what I mean? So I don't remember what he talked about specifically, but I am sure he talked about Jesus. A friend who was always there for you in hard times, a good father that loved you no matter what, a savior who said you always had a place in the city of God. There's the connection. (laughs) I felt something deep in me connect to that. I always thought spirituality was a private aspect of my life, but looking at this crowd of fun, cool college kids supporting each other, laughing together, and loving God, I didn't think that kind of thing existed. I looked over to my friend and I could tell we had similar thoughts. We're all in. From there, our college experience centered on this ministry. I went to Sunday night ministry meetings, weekly Bible studies, even went on the seasonal retreats. I, of course, had other friends through other organizations like my acapella group, but my social circle was mainly comprised of other ministry members. We'd go to Whataburger at 2 a.m., they'd guide me through times of trouble. They were my chosen family. By my junior year, I played drums in the worship team, and that boy who had first invited me to the ministry had since become my boyfriend, thank you. (laughs) He lived at the ministry house, an exclusive invitation, only extended to the most dedicated and respected ministry members. If this was the city of God, we'd bought a house and we're on city council. (laughs) However, I was still me, a loud and fiercely feminist woman, minoring in women's studies. Upon joining the ministry, I immediately recognized some of our cultural differences. The first time I said fuck in front of them, I was convinced it was the first time they had heard that word. (laughs) I didn't like how gendered it was. Uh, Anytime there was a shared meal, the women were served first. But you know what? Why fight against something that gets me cornbread faster? I thought, (laughs) let it go. (laughs) And I did always find it odd that there weren't any openly queer people there. But I would think, hey, they'd be more than welcome if they wanted to come. Now, I just may be jaded as hell at this point, but if I were hearing that, I'd be incredulous. But understand, I assumed my high school, or I assumed my experience was the norm. No one in my social circle in high school drank, and when I watched Superbad my junior year, I thought, wow, Hollywood does not get it, as I went back to writing my Buffy fan fiction. And growing up Catholic, you become accustomed to individual believers having more progressive views than the doctrine. So in my head, it went without saying that of course these 20-somethings going to a huge public school in the year of our Lord, 2011, were just like me. But then Weird Al dropped a new single. It was April 2011, and Lady Gaga was in the height of her Born This Way acclaim. And Weird Al, of course, had to go after the fame monster. Now, not too many people know this, but Weird Al has no legal obligation to get permission for his parodies. However, he always gets the artist's blessing because he wants everyone to be in on the laugh. I was at the ministry house one day when I saw Weird Al posted a lengthy Facebook status detailing that after going back and forth with Lady Gaga's people, trying to secure her blessing for parodying Born This Way, permission was denied. He was bummed, but he also wanted something good to come out of his work. So he released his parody titled Perform This Way, which lampooned the extravagant and often wild costume she was known to wear. And he released it online to download for free. 
And because he knew the song was a gay rights anthem, he encouraged all who downloaded to make a donation to the Human Rights Campaign, America's largest civil organization working to achieve LGBT equality. Yes. I shot out of my chair with enthusiastic joy. I was so proud to see my idol be supportive of such a worthy cause. I got the attention of everyone at the house and regaled them the tale. When I was finished, everyone just sort of looked at each other awkwardly. The energy was flat. I was confused. I thought my friends would be just as excited to see a famous musician tangibly support a marginalized community. This is what Jesus would do. What was I missing? But I let it go. Then little things started to happen. Or maybe that's just when I started noticing little things. I'd be talking about a new reading I was, I was uh, reading in my philosophy of, philosophy of Feminism course, and someone would remark, well, God did make women to be the helpers of men. When I asked if my friends supported same-sex marriage, I couldn't find one who said yes. When I pushed back and asked if they thought it was right a lesbian couldn't get married, one said, of course a lesbian can get married. To a guy. Looking back, I think it took almost three years for tension to rise because up until then, I wasn't a threat. Sure, I was a raging feminist buzzkill in all my classes, but I didn't cause much of a fuss about the cornbread. (laughs) Or maybe they just never really took my feminist espousing seriously. Or maybe I did want to ignore something that was always there. But talking up my main man, Al, and his support of the queer community at the ministry house, that changed something. Weekend movie nights turned into tense debates about gay rights. I'd come home to Facebook messages of ministry members telling me I was leading my gay friends to hell. I was seen as divisive, unable to respect authority. My leadership roles dried up and social calls stopped. My boyfriend was going through his own significant stuff with the ministry and it was no surprise that at the end of the year, through leadership's thoughtful prayer and consideration, he was invited to no longer live at the ministry house. Our city of God, it seemed, had evicted us. Our senior year bore no closure. I found my social circle to be filling up with my acapella group. I didn't go to Sunday services, no Bible studies, no retreats. I found myself on the cusp of college life ending with my closest friends no longer in it. Betrayal doesn't even begin to describe it. And that's not to say we didn't talk, but I was on the other side, a mission. They didn't want to hang out with me. They wanted to save me, and I was not interested in that. Besides, I still had God. You cannot be a Christian and not support helping people. While it was painful to lose so many close friends at once, I don't, I don't think I would have become the person I am today without that. I ended up going to grad school for gender studies and now I work in LGBTQ affirming healthcare. I also get to conduct LGBTQ inclusivity trainings around the Chicagoland area. I take the lead on trainings for churches wanting to be more welcoming and affirming of queer people. I get to use my words to lift people up, to let people know that yes, individual people can suck, but there's always a place for you in the city of God. So to answer your most burning questions, yes, I still identify as a Christian, although that is not the label I lead with in 2019. Uh, That uh, boyfriend from college, I did marry him, thank you. And, uh, oh, I didn't forget. Uh, Weird Al's favorite breed of dog, it's the poodle. (laughs) 
told me when I was hatched Act like a superstar Save your allowance by a bubble dress And someday you will go far Now on red carpets, well, I'm hard to miss The press follows wherever I go I broke your eye out with a dress like this Every day is Halloween for me. I'm so completely original. My new look is all the rage. Red small intestines round my neck set fire to myself on stage. I wear a porcupine on my head on a W-H-I-M. Excuse him, okay, I'll be dead. Got my straight jacket today. It's made of gold today. No, not because I'm crazy. I perform this way. I strap rum into my feet. Cover myself with rum meat. I bet you never seen us good take warm this way. Don't be offended when you see my latest pop monstrosity. Strange, weird, shocking, odd, bizarre. I'm Frankenstein. I'm Avatar. Nothing too embarrassing. I'll honestly do anything but wear white after Labor Day. Cause baby, I perform. Hope you won't be easy. If I go new today, don't call the cops now. Baby, I perform this way. No reason I should be glad. All the attention I get. I'm not You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.